Hey guys, before we begin our next episode, a quick word from our sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. I know that's got you already free. And there's creation tools within it that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your computer. You don't got a computer? Hey, you could do it right from your phone. That's right. Create a podcast with just your phone. Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more anywhere. They do it all for you. Plus, not enough. You can make money off of creating your own free podcast with no minimum listenership. So what else do you want? Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Good day, people. What's up? This is Frankie. Uh, Welcome to Before the Scrap. This is our first uh, segment of After the Scrap. We're going to be recapping uh, UFC 251, first Fight Island card. We have two really great performances from the ladies in both fights. Uh, Jan versus Aldo was a lot better than I expected. Uh, Volkanovski versus Holloway had some controversy. We'll get into it. And well, the highly hyped main event, Usman versus Masvidal. Let's get into it. All right. Well, first fight on the main card was uh, Amanda Kivas versus uh, Paige Van Sant. This one went exactly as I pictured, and it was only about two minutes and a half long. I knew Rhea was, was going to have the upper hand on the clinch. And uh, she's been active. A page, like I said, had been out for a long time. Didn't have the best comeback, even though she got the win. And like I said, I don't think she's into it anymore. Uh, she's getting that IG paper. And I don't think she's as interested in fighting as she is. As she says so, excuse me. And everything that I had imagined happened uh, Rebus got into the clinch uh, gave a couple of knees and got that judo throw uh, Paige managed to scramble but he was got a really deep arm bar I mean she had the leverage under her armpit and it was nasty Paige killed herself by trying to roll over it and well, not much to say uh, isn't he was Emotion and energy is just so contagious. Uh, you could see on her IG that right after the fight, she had this mini party in her room. They had balloons, confetti, all of that. She's just so, <laughs> so dear-hearted and, and funny to watch. It's just so contagious. She couldn't even give out her uh, post-fight interview without laughing in joy. And... I did hear Dana White said that Paige Vincent needs to test uh, new waters. He needs to test the free agency. Um, and Paige said, it was an honor to share the octagon with you. It was blah, blah, blah. Can't wait to see where God takes me next. And exactly, it's not in your hands anymore. It's in God's hands. I don't think the UFC wants to mess with her anymore. Uh, Bellator could take her. I mean, she's going to pull quite a few handfuls of, of fans to watch over there but i don't think she's ufc caliber anymore not sure she ever was really but godspeed i i hope 
she receives the best she can. And he was rising prospect that she's got a bright future. I heard she was going down the straw weight again, maybe. And that'd be interesting, but I think she looked really good. Uh, besides the fact that we got her against a Paige Van Sant that wasn't all into it. But I'm excited for Hivas. So next fight was between the ladies Rose, Namajunas, and Jessica Andrade. And I was pretty surprised with the actual fight in this one. I thought Rose was going to outpoint her significantly. Like the first fight until the knockout, the slam. But we saw a really different Andrade. She wasn't just rushing Rose exploding and getting in that pocket going for the takedown or for that heavy shot from those heavy hands that she has she improved a lot in her stand-up not the best head movement she was on that round uh, rousey head movement but and she was just really repetitive I'm surprised Rose was not able to read that she was going for those huge and heavy uppercuts and Rose did manage to Apart from them being really good rounds, I think she took the first two rounds quite easily, and Andrade Sticks came out banging on the third round, and that's when she started throwing those heavy uppercuts. And I, like I said, I'm surprised Rose was not able to read them. I think maybe the time off, maybe her timing was a bit off, and we could have seen a much better Rose if she hadn't taken that full. Well, it was more than a year off, about 13 months. But Andras really surprised me, and before they announced the decision, I really thought Andras was going to take it uh, because it wasn't a knockdown, but she definitely wobbled her and then got uh, her to the ground with that throw. But oh, and you can easily see the damage on Rose's face. She took a lot of damage on that third round, so I don't think we're going to be seeing her anytime soon back in that octagon. And um. Um, I'll think I think she will get the title shot against uh, Zhang Wei Li uh, I don't see anyone else up there that is a bigger draw than her she just has to rest up and I think maybe not August maybe November or December they could scrap it out I hear they're trying to make a live event with fans in New Zealand I hear New Zealand has this bubble and they actually test fans so test uh, so fans can be in the arena so i know dana white and the whole ufc is hungry for that uh, ticket sale so that'd be neat but yeah this was a really good fight i think it got fight of the night i think fairly so and just so happy for rose uh, coming back in this way and i honestly think she's too talented to lose against andrage but Andrade surprised me. Uh, her striking is not the best, but she was really patient and cautious. Something that we had never seen from her, at least as much. Um, but a great improvement and it made out to be a great fight. Okay, so... Uh, Peter Jan versus Jose Aldo. 
this one was much better than I expected. Aldo performed a lot better than I thought he would. And to my surprise, he looked really healthy on the scale. As soon as I saw him on the scale, I wanted to change my pick, sort of. <laughs> but he looked great. Uh, he managed to get a really healthy weight cut. And that first round, we saw Aldo starting to kick again. And that round was Aldo's until he got uh, ground and pounded for a bit. And he received this nasty shot right on the solar plex. And Wonder Boy was tweeting during the fight saying, Is that a broken rib? No, I, I think it was a punch to the solar plex and he just got the wind uh, knocked out of him. But he was hurt badly, badly. And I think Jan left him out off the hook. I think he could have just continued to pour shots even though he would have smashed him in his arms. I think the ref might have stopped it. But uh, who knows, that ref was really slow to call the fight. I think he should have called it a few punches before. Uh, would have saved Aldo some damage. Uh, but second round, Aldo came in strong. He came in strong big time. He was finding that nasty leg kick. And he started going for the body as he traditionally does. You know, Aldo is a tummy tickler. <laughs> he was hitting that body shot, that left hook to the body. Kind of like uh, Stipe was doing with DC. And he didn't land it as much. I think Aldo landed maybe, let's say, a five to six of them, maybe. But I did notice that a few of them, uh, Young was able to actually block them with his elbow and with his arm. But the thing is, uh, Aldo was really predictive, uh, predictable with it. And every time he would land it on his arm or actually land it on the body, uh, Jan would follow up with a really quick right hook they were so even in speed and in strength but Jan has that has the youth advantage you know and like I said I think Aldo has seen better days and I wish he would retire I don't like to see him lose I don't want to see him lose again and uh, quick fact they were training partners or I think uh, uh, Aldo flew him in so he can uh, spar with him and I heard Aldo would get the best of uh, got the best out of him but he uh, Jan was still let's say an amateur in the sport and it's his second year in the UFC and he's already a champion that's things that John Jones Adesanya people like that only have managed to accomplish so that, that's amazing uh, after the second round third and fourth you can see Aldo started to slow down uh, he couldn't keep up the pace and John did sort of give him more space. He sort of filled the gas tank, and Aldo had a few moments, but it was noticeable that Future Young was hanging on to give it all out on the championship rounds. And the fifth round, crazy start, knocks him out, knocks him down, excuse me, I believe it was a cross, and just vicious ground and pound. Aldo had nothing to do he was already tired by the end of the third he was completely gassed out and he gave his back to him and he just poured it's amazing how Jan can get so much strength and impact on such little wind up when he grounds and pounds that was amazing I'm not sure if it was the echo of the <laughs> empty venue right because Bisping would have said oh my god that was a huge shot it echoed and I was like oh yeah Bisping it's an empty venue if you sneeze it's gonna echo and but 
the ref should have stopped it like at least 30 seconds before he took way too much damage you saw Jose Aldo just crying after the finish uh, it was his last chance to leave out on leave the sport on top but he's a legend the future hall of famer and i just wish he stays retired i don't want to see him lose again that man is amazing and peter yon i think he's going to get aljo i personally think he's going to knock aljo out too aljo himself says he has this the funk well that's his he's the funk master he says he has that funk to his style that's so unpredictable and crazy i think it's careless i think it's careless and he winds up finding himself crossing his feet a lot and off balance while striking even though he had an amazing performance against sandhagen i think if they run it back five times sandhagen beats him four out of five times but hey let's start respecting the rankings shall we and he's next and anyways Jan looked amazing 27 badass Russian Aldo please retire I do not want to see you lose again and but so far I got all my picks correct and this fight was a lot better than I expected Alexander Volkanovsky versus Max Holloway. This one went quite differently to what I expected. I pictured it the same way, but the opposite way. I thought Volkanovsky was going to find Holloway's chin a lot more. And man, I think Volkanovsky's game plan just got shook as soon as he got knocked down the first time. You know, like Mike Tyson said, everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the mouth. And you can notice it it hurt his ego. I think Holloway uh, all of a sudden became really salty about the loss. I can notice him in his pre-fight interviews and just in, in his behavior in the cage, uh, imitating uh, whenever Volkanovski had wobbly legs. He would pretend he wasn't wobbly legs too. Um... And Volkanovski was annoyed at that before the fights. He mentioned it during his interviews that I don't know why this guy has become so salty and whatnot. I agree. Not the best image for Max, but we all know he's a cool guy. And knockdowns in the first three rounds consecutively. They were really even rounds, honestly. They were even rounds, but you got to give it to the guy who got the knockdown. I mean, you have to. You have to. And I think the problem here is uh, MMA judges have sub a har- uh, such a hard time awarding a fighter with a 10-8. And they end up giving it 10-9. And I don't think it's correct if, say, Volkanovski did get round 4 and 5, in my opinion. And there were 10-9 rounds. Uh, somebody gave him the third, and that won him the fight. But, or two people gave him the third, and that won him the fight. But how are you going to count a round, an even round, where Volkanovski got a few more strikes in and award him with a uh, 10-9? And you're going to give Holloway the same 10-9 score, but he actually got a knockdown in his round. I think they got to fix the 10-8 rule. 
a bit they have to make adjustments it's I rewatched the fight because and after rewatching honestly it's to me at least it's a lot closer than it looked live but we got a problem with the scoring system you can't give Volkanovski a 10-9 just because he outstriked him with a couple of shots and give Holloway a 10-9 when he outstruck him as well and on top of that got a knockdown uh, you could see it in Max's face as soon as the the second judge gave it to uh, Volkanovski you could see it in his face like oh man no this can't be happening and I thought as well but I thought they were going to give it to Max I have Max winning the first three rounds because of the knockdowns in each one of them and I did give the last two to Volkanovski and two judges thought they would give the third one to Volkanovski um the last round was close too but Volkanovski got some takedowns in but I thought the most impressive thing of those actions was how fast Holloway was able to get back up and didn't allow Volkanovski to do any work on the ground. But I i don't know. These judges just love takedowns and have such a hard time awarding a 10-8 a round. I had Max winning. My pick was Volkanovski, so I'm still good with all my picks. But... I think Holloway got it. And the problem here is that's two in a row. You're 0-2 against the champ. You're not getting a third fight anytime soon, especially with the Sabits, uh, the Ortegas, the Yair Rodriguez in line. I think all those guys have fights against each other. Oh, and Korean Zombie too. All those guys are going to fight between each other, and I think they're going to let Excuse me. I think they're going to let Volkanovski sit out and wait for the most impressive winner out of those four. And Max is going to be left hanging for a while. I know he's going to want to get right back into it. Uh, they can give him Zombie or someone like that. But I think Zombie and Ortega already have that beef. And Sabi and Yair, we all know their history too. Calling each other out, but just never coming to terms. So I think Max is left in a really weird position where he's going to have to wait. He's going to have to wait until those guys settle it out. And once the dust clears, he's going to have to wait for someone to fight the champion again. And I think he could fight uh, the loser between uh, Zabit and, and Yair probably. I think that's his next fight. But it sucks for him. I think this was his victory i think it was taken from him um and we saw him after the fight uh he uploaded this video saying he's donating his fight warring gear to the uh, hawaiian food bank and he ended up saying after presenting all of the gear he's he's going to sell uh, yeah he ended it by saying this is your chance to steal something from the fight so Again, Salty Holloway, but fairly so, I think this was his victory. And now the main event. Highly anticipated Kamaru Usman versus Jorge Gamebred Masvidal. So, 
man, my prediction was second round knockout by Masvidal. But I knew deep in my heart that it was going to go this way. I know we're going to see Usman's ripped, by the way, back muscles during the majority of the fight. And I'd say we at least got good 15 minutes of that. and Or even more, I don't think we got more than 10 minutes of stand-up. Uh, Jorge on... We all know the six days notice is kind of not true. We know he was training and flew in some wrestlers, but thing is he truly didn't have a full and appropriate camp and an appropriate weight cut. So I think his gas tank wasn't the best. I even said that he was counting on having a few explosions and ending the fight. And you can see him go for that uh, cross-switch, cross-switch combination in which he knocked Darren Till out with a few times and he came out really aggressively but I don't think he used his stand-up as well as in other occasions he was trying to knock Usman's head off with every cross and I think that affected his precision a lot and he really surprised me with his takedown defense it was on point I mean Usman honestly he got, let's say, lucky when he caught the kick in the first round and was able to trip him and get on top of him. But Usman honestly couldn't hold him down, not until fourth and fifth round when Jorge was noticeably tired. And Jorge was having a blast, laughing, throwing kisses at the corner, grinning ear to ear. And I just wish he gets a rematch with a full camp with a full gas tank so he can scramble a lot better and we all saw he can defend the takedowns he's not easy to take down at all uh, they sort of squashed the beef at the end like most fighters do but Jorge said I think he's well aware that he's not getting a rematch soon because it's a stacked division and you got Leon Edwards waiting that's probably going to happen. That's probably what's next for Usman. But he told them, no big deal. I'm going to win a couple fights more. And I'll fight you again. And I think it could go different with the full camp. But Usman, not the most entertaining style. But it is dominating. I don't think I've ever seen him give a round. I think Masvidal did take the first round. I think he did take it. I think it was really appealing to the uh, to the judges how he was countering, and Usman had a nice popping jab. Actually, uh, Masvidal admitted it. He did catch him with a few shots, and in the fourth and fifth, once he was tired, with Usman changing level and then coming back up with an elbow or with a huge cross, he landed a few good shots on him too. Uh, Usman has amazing head control in the clinch, using his head to control him. But the thing about that is. I think it's the wrestling pedigree. He bumped into him head-to-head twice and opened him both times with cuts above each one of his eyes. It didn't seem to bother as much um, regarding the blood flowing down to his eyes. But it's just such a dominating style by Usman, but so unentertaining. Uh, Add the corny mic skills to it. And it's just so hard to root for a fighter like that. 
and it's a shame because he's such a badass he's not afraid of anyone and he'll fight anyone but it's so hard to root for him when you see his fight style or when you see him talk on the mic like i want who's about to win he's a cool dude I mean, in other interviews, like the Joe Rogan podcast, he seems like a really chill and cool dude. But then he gets the mic in the UFC, and you're like, oh my god, how am I going to root for this guy? And Jorge is just so real. Um, he's so unintentionally funny because that's just him. And I think everyone was on Masvidal's side. I thought he was finally going to get gold after his almost 17-year journey. But... Man, uh, he didn't lose any fans today. I think he gained a lot of fans. And his next fight is going to be crazy. I think he's going to get Colby. Because I don't think they're going to give Colby a title shot. Uh, they're going to give it to uh, Leon Edwards. And Colby is going to be left flying. And I don't think they're really interested in having Woodley fight. I think Woodley has evolved with age into a one-trick pony. Just waiting uh, for a huge shot against the cage with his back against the cage and I think they're going to give uh, Masvidal Colby Covington and we all know the beef <laughs> behind that you all know the story of uh, their friendship and well, it's it's going to be a good fight and Colby has an I think he has better stand up than Usman and he has great wrestling too but he's not the kind of guy who's going to clinch you against the cage. And I think there's going to be a lot more stand-up in that fight. And I give that one to Gamebird too. But I think it's about a 60-40. It's going to be a good fight. But man, Masvidal feels that he lets he let everyone down and had a shitty performance. Uh, it was not a shitty performance. Top-tier dudes always... Have gained the same result after fighting Usman. It's just such a dominating style, and you didn't have a full camp. So he's gonna get it. He's gonna get the rematch. I don't see anyone taking Kamaru's belt soon. Jorge is, in my opinion, gonna beat up Colby. Uh, they might feed him Woodley. And well, you got the backstory with him and Leon Edwards too. That that's gotta happen. The three piece in a soda episode has to have a second episode we you have to have the ending to that story in the octagon but not the most entertaining main event but Jorge showed great heart and Kamaru Usman showed improved he's a badass and he's ready for whatever comes up and that's that's pretty much it and well I got most of my picks correct I actually got four out of five I thought Masvidal was finally going to get some gold around his waist besides that BMF belt. But he's still the BMF. And I don't know. Nate wants to come back too. That's only good things are coming from Masvidal. And Usman is going to be at the top for an indefinite amount of time. No, that's that's pretty much it. I'll be uploading again within the week if any interesting news comes up. And uh, we'll do a preview of the next UFC Fight Island card. I believe it's on Wednesday. We're getting it quick. And that's pretty much it. Remember, listen to the podcast, please, people. Uh, follow me on IG at before underscore before 
it's excuse me it's before underscore the underscore scrap underscore podcast it's a long name it's just before the scrap podcast with an underscore between each word follow me and i'll follow you back and pay close attention to the posts uh, we post memes news uh i'll let you know whenever the new episodes are up we are now available well obviously uh on anchor spotify and pocket cast anyone who uses pocket cast can now listen to us there too uh, thank you people have a good day